officers of the RepDetect unit deal with crime at all the levels of Los Angeles in the future. Replicants work alongside humans in an uneasy truce. This is Burning Bright, a noir detective story of a rampant capitalist future using the Blade Runner RPG on the Happy Jacks RPG Network. So, welcome, uh, everybody. This is episode 9 of Burning Bright. Uh, apologies for the little bit of a delayed start for those watching live. Uh, I was trapped in a tiki bar trying to pay my bill. Uh, that's 100% legitimately true. <laughs> but uh, we're here and we're getting started. Um, this is, like I said, Burning Bright, our Blade Runner actual play from the Blade Runner RPG by Free League. Uh, if you haven't caught up on prior episodes, you can find them at happyjacks.org slash burningbright. Um, this is definitely an R-rated kind of a movie, like all the Blade Runner things have been in the world uh, before. If you're not feeling the gory details of crimes and crime scenes and the bad behavior of terrible people in the future, uh, in a possible future, let's keep some hope out there. Uh, yeah. Oh. The, uh, oh. This this might not be the show for you. Uh, you can certainly find other shows on the Happy Jacks Network that are much more family friendly, uh, that are just softer around the edges in general. Uh, but that's not what we're doing here this time around. Um, I suppose you could do a super soft Blade Runner game, <laughs> but but that would be very weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like everybody cluster around the water vapor fireplace. Yeah, they're trying to solve <laughs> like, who poured the wrong milk in the coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, like yeah, who ate my sandwich? Yeah, out of the the, the fridge. Yeah, work. yeah. The, the PCs get together and save a ramen shop. <laughs> yes. Aww. That yeah 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 okay. And then now, burn it to the ground. Know That's it. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm Kadave. Uh, I use he/him pronouns. Um, yeah, that's me. Uh, we did content warning stuff already. We do use safety tools here at Happy Jacks. We're proud to use them because they make the game safer and more fun for everybody. We encourage all y'all out there to do the same thing um, because this is a hobby about having fun. And the more people that can safely sit around your table and have fun, the more people that we end up getting to play games with. And that's the idea we all like. So please consider using an X card or lines and veils or whatever your group feels works best. Go for it. You can't go wrong. Like, it, there's literally no downside to doing it. So give them a whirl if you haven't. Even if it's people you've played games with for years. You never know if there's just that one thing that comes up in a game that really bothers somebody, and they might just bottle it up and not talk about it, but then they don't want to play games anymore. It just happens. So take a minute and go for it. Uh, yeah, let's go around the table. We'll start over here. Uh, hi. I am Joey, uh, he, him, and I am playing Gavin Huxley. That's my last name. <laughs> uh, at least I think it is. Uh, Where did I, you get it? You know, that's a great question. I am a real boy. I'm not. I, am a, I was a secret replicate. Why, God? Um, but yeah, that's super fun for me, and I'm dealing well with all that, and I am the fixer. Someone fix me. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> it's, it's a Yikes. lot. <laughs> That's all you got. There's nothing at all. Um, I, I, 
My name's Cousteau. I use he, him pronouns. I play Fior Rotari, also uses he, him pronouns, and is a veteran city speaker walking razor's edge between sanity <laughs> yeah. and innocence, you know, but totally, completely not ambivalent about anything at all, ever. We're all doing really great. Uh, <laughs> hi, everybody. I'm Kai. I use he, they, and she pronouns, and I am here playing the most okay uh, replicant you will ever meet, uh, Haru, who is fine. Uh, they use they, them pronouns, and uh, they're just, they're here to have a good time, and definitely not a long time. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Sam. I use she, her pronouns, um, and I play Kestrel, who is just a super well-adjusted uh, replicant also. Um, in our crew of very normal replicants, it's fine. Um, she is an enforcer for the LAPD, a uh, former combat uh, replicant from space. So everything's fine. It's a totally normal transition for her. <laughs> and nothing bad happened out there. No, mm -mm. everything was very nice. It was space. fine. Punch was served. Space mm -hmm. is fun. Space is fun. Punch is always served when Kestrel's around. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's kind of hilarious that Kestrel is actually the replicant that's doing the best. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. She, she's like, this is actually way, way nicer. This is a cakewalk compared right. yeah. to everything else. Interstellar war, PTSD, all of that's going on. Mm. But boy, that's a step above all y'all. <laughs> I'm not a replicant, but if I were, oh. <laughs> I'd be doing great. Fantastic. I'd be the best replicant. Winning at being a replicant. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how it works. She is the only one with an emotional support animal, though, so it's that true. probably helps yeah. having a, a giant two hundred pound dog. To, I have emotional support to lay on you when you're sad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have thoughts about trees. I <laughs> don't actually have a tree. It's such a tree. An emotional support trash <laughs> bag. <laughs> Pictures of trees. <laughs> Every morning you wake up and you're just hugging a bag of trash. <laughs> you're like, oh, my tree. This must be what trees oh. smell like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I heard that they consume biodegraded matter in the forest floor. It must be just like this. Yeah. Uh, Bio edits degrading. <laughs> and you matter. Uh, oh, man. Oh. All right. So, uh, on our last episode... Um, Excuse me. Um, we are on the hunt for a couple of off-the-chain murderers uh, that uh, have killed a UN judge in a strange way. Probably you guys have worked out thinking with a plasma cutter mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, to separate them north to south, right down the middle. Mm -hmm. um, and leave one part in a bathtub and one part propped up against a mirror. Uh, and then there is another person on the loose that uh, took out the ultimate warrior, the dancer at the snake pit um, that came out dressed as the old wrestling icon uh, with uh, a very thick sort of silken garrote. Um, and then possibly... The tie-in of a sous chef mm -hmm. some time ago that was got their face pushed in by a dumpster uh, and then had cigarettes put in their yeah. ear and nose holes. Um, Smoking kills. Yeah. 
It's just, it's a problem, even in the future. Um, but, um, last episode, we had some downtime to start. Um, generally kind of uneventful, except uh, Gavin got a call from the deputy chief about writing up a report. On the rest of the team and how things are going. Well, it's been real, guys. Uh, <laughs> I'll see you guys at Wallace. <laughs> uh, then, um, thinking forward, uh, then you guys sort of split up a little bit. Uh, you ended up going out to the Kipple mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, to meet with a person involved in the judge's court mm-hmm. uh, and their workers that were also. Involved in the judge's court, do a little uh, bit of labor busting, <laughs> kind of. But then you you went very the opposite direction. Uh, you gave the uh, angry activists outside uh, yeah. one of their jobs back the code to the gate. So who knows how that's going to work out? Not my problem. <laughs> um, uh, but you did get some collector edition 2010 circa electronic mm-hmm. waste, mm-hmm. Um, and a plasma cutter. And a plasma cutter that you brought back. Oh, yeah. Um, that you nicely borrowed. Officially, yeah. Yeah. I'm not getting that back. No. No. In that paperwork you gave the guy, it says you can hold on to it for 50 years. Yeah. Like, that's the way the police work. <laughs> I mean, that's the way police work now. Now, yeah. yeah. Also, think there's evidence. how they left it, I doubt there'll be much of a guy left to return it to. Who knows? Things are going to happen. I wish it well. In his fleet escape. No, you wish him down a well. Shook up the hornet's nest and put it back gently and then left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, then uh, you did convince the, the workers that were protesting to leave at least for the day. Mm-hmm. And it sounded like their leader was actually kind of interested in going to the city. So, who knows what's going to happen there. Um, then, let's see. Gavin took a visit to Wallace and talked with an engineer that did the... I did that second. So, the first oh. thing I did was I got tickets to the That's right. Philharmonic moment. And uh, also looked up all the information I could find on um, the murder of Wyatt Hunter. Yes. It's possibly a third murderer yes. going around. Uh, it's just a murder festival in Los Angeles. Uh, yes, then I went to Wallace. Yeah. Then you went off to Wallace and met with the engineer that did the uh, memory wipe and reformat of Noah, the judge's law clerk, uh, after he had a missing time problem. It seemed like he had just trouble maintaining a schedule. Uh, so they cleared that up, and he's back to work and hasn't had any problems since. Mm-hmm. Um, and you gave the poor engineer a Coke. I did. That's with way outside their pay grade. <laughs> but they enjoyed it greatly, and now you have a contact with an engineer. Yes. That's great. Um, Fior, you went and talked to the deputy chief, and you got a way into Wallace that's not so official. Um, we didn't play that out, right? Nope. No. Right. That's coming next. Um, what else? Why am I just totally blank? Yeah, I've forgotten an entire shift was like downtime. And then I did something. And then we went to the Kipple. Mm. I have notes. I do have notes. But, yeah. 
Where are you no, guys I have over? Arboretum Inspection and going to the Kibble. You did go yes. check out the Arboretum, yes. I combined two things when I was talking about things. So yeah, I got the invite to the concert on the way to Wallace Corp. Yes. That's what that was. Yeah. Gotcha. All one chip. All right. You guys uh, dodged the Reavers. We did. Oh yeah, you did. We actually had a chase mechanic. We did. Lasted. lasted a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very slightly uh, longer. It was a thing. Uh, that was good. So, um, give yourselves a humanity point for your helping the workers. Okay. Um, give yourselves a promotion point for getting a plasma cutter. Okay. Mm, yeah. Um. <laughs> Give yourself a promotion point for getting away into Wallace. Oh, okay. Because the chief's on board All with right. this plan. Um, definitely give yourself a promotion point for meeting with the engineer and getting the details mm-hmm. of how that works. Uh, you can have a promotion point, a uh, humanity point for the coke. Um, <laughs> let's see, let's see. And then I think. I think that's about it. Is there anything that seems to you like I'm forgetting that you should get a point for? No. Okay. Two shifts, one downtime. Yeah. Cool. Uh, then now we're going to start on the third shift of the day, so the evening shift. Uh, right. uh, I have no. shift two. Shift two. Shift two. Yeah, we started on shift four of the first day last yes. time. Gotcha. So uh, we're on the mid, you know, midday chunk of the day yeah um at this point i think we'll probably start with your you're gonna get a call back because you left an important message for quell at wallace um and the way it probably works out is you get a call mm-hmm. uh and it just comes up with the wallace logo on your aia it doesn't tell you exactly who's calling but that's what it says. Would you pick it up or would you just let it? I would pick it up. Okay. Uh, and you get that happy AI that you've interacted with before. I immediately regret picking it up. <laughs> <laughs> and the happy AI is like, thank you. Uh, I'm so glad that we could make this connection. I'm connecting you to uh, our vice president of public relations, Quell's office. Please wait a moment and you'll be connected. Uh, and then it proceeds to like play a video of like an orchestra tuning while you wait. Wow. <laughs> so it's just, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, mid tune, right when things look like it's about to step off, you're actually going to get to hear something nice. That's when Quell appears oh. <laughs> and, and uh, uh, says, Yes, hello. Uh, I got a call earlier with a message from you. What can I do for you? Um, actually, I just want to advise you. We're we're investigating a couple of crimes. One that might specifically have a tie related to Wallace Corporation regarding the UN judge loading their name. Ooh. Amari Belsley. That's yep. right. Amari Belsley. What's that so far? Uh, Amari Belsley. Hmm. Are you aware of anyone that might have um, might have had a stake in their last uh, their last decision, the last court case? Anyone that might not have agreed with their decision, as far as the dispensation of 
disillusion of Tyrell Corporation? Oh, I, I don't really think so. Uh, I, I, I suppose, you know, uh, Lilith uh, might have not been as pleased to have to give up as much as she did, but I think she's a little beyond being a suspect <laughs> at this point. Are there any other third parties that might have had a problem with the, the judge's decision? Someone that might have had something at stake? Someone that lost something? Uh, as far as you're aware of? Or someone that publicly condemned it or criticized it? Well, there were some people that were concerned about us snapping up so much of the intellectual property of Tyrell uh, because they were worried that you know, a company was going to get replicants off the ground again, um, which we have, but obviously we've done so in a much safer manner than Tyrell did. Do you have a, can you provide me a list of those people? Uh, well, I can put together something, sure. Um, but no one that stands out enough that I would be able to give you a name right away. I could look up and see, you know, who published some articles, things like that, but. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever you have will be useful. Sure, sure. I can put something together for you. Um, but you think that we're somehow connected to her murder? It's possible because that was the last case that she worked on, and anyone that might have had a reason to kill her might have been related to that. But also, it's not necessarily connected, but there was another crime that was committed... Um, very brutally, and it showed evidence of um, extreme physical strength. I noticed there was a pretty bulky model of security at the UN office. Or, uh, can you confirm what model Nexus that was? Oh, well, certainly. We, we do offer a wide range of customized Nexus 9s. We don't sell any of the old Nexus models anymore, but, you know, the, the new Nexus 9s, you can order custom for all kinds of various tasks as far as you know are the ones that were customized for the un building are they are they built for super strength well uh i mean the security models are built for strength and agility to provide the best security they can i mean extra strength these guys were pretty bulky <laughs> well sure yeah i mean certainly above normal human limits gotcha Okay. But, you know, we can engineer for intelligence or strength or agility or whatever we need to fulfill the need. Do you have um do you have a record of the of those assigned to the UN? Well, certainly. Uh, I mean, you'd have to talk to UN security about their exact procurement. I can't divulge, you know, uh the word has failed me. Um <laughs> Private customer information. I understand. Anything you can help me with, just the basic specs for that model. Well, that, that we can do, yeah. We, we provide the similar security uh, replicants for all kinds of various. And as far as you know, are they are, are these uh, replicants that know the replicants, or do they undergo some implantation? Uh, well, all replicants get some implantation. Um, as far as I know, I don't think we've done anything experimental with... Uh, specific security units, but I I could look into it. I, 
if you could, I'd like to know if the ones at the UN were received memory implants. Certainly, certainly. Um, I will. I can put together a brief for you on it. Thank you. Um, and if anything comes up that links us more closely to any kind of crimes going on, please let me know. I appreciate keep being kept in the loop. As all. Um, I will say that uh, you all did a great job on that last case of keeping us walking out there smelling like roses. Uh, so, you know, anything you can do to keep that up, bully, as they say. I manage as, as big a smile as I can. All in a day's work. And I just cut the call. <laughs> uh, <laughs> even as you hit the disconnect button, it goes back to the Wallace AI <laughs> that, that gives you the whole, like, thanks for your call and your time. Uh, if you'd like to leave any feedback, press, you know, uh, press or speak zero, and we'll route you to our nearest customer service representative. Like... It awesome. goes through the whole thing. Even if you ignore it, it just takes a minute. Just right? mute the volume. Sure. <laughs> um, but sure, sure. So uh, I will tell you from the stuff that you're going to get from Quell. Uh, officially, none of the security units for the UN had any kind of experimental... Um, uh, implantation right no, no strange memory use or, or anything like that in fact none of them were even on the list of people that lilith labs made memories for oh, um, they're all fairly standard just provide security and all of that kind of background implantation okay um officially well that's the that's the story you're gonna get um unless you find a way to go digging um uh, let's see. Uh, Coffee as far as, an engineer. No. <laughs> uh, as far as uh, people that were very upset about Wallace buying out Tyrell stuff after the liquidation of Tyrell, um, your good friend Jill Shylar from Kill Magazine was one of the biggest. Right, that's kind of where he got big. Mm. Right, he started with like a blog about anti-replicant stuff and. Look, we finally got rid of Tyrell, and now we're just going to hand it off to another corporation to start doing the same. What kind? What's wrong with the world? Humans need to take care of humans. We don't need to make more mouths to feed for no reason. You know, all that kind of stuff. But that that was kind of the moment that made Hill Magazine famous. Okay. Hmm. Noted. All right. Um. So where's everybody headed this ship? Well, I'm well, heading to the engineer at some point. And you're going into Wallace then? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that you're going back to LAPD? I think so. Uh, I'm kind of keen to test the plasma cutter. Uh, <laughs> That's why I assumed you were going for a reason. And I also want to look into the, um, the protesters. Just mm. take a look, because I don't think I ran their information. <laughs> Through sure, the, sure. Through the you system. Can check. And you could totally do both those things in a ship. Okay. At headquarters. I think Haru is going to 
try and find Nexus 8 information, which I know is rough. Sure, okay. Um, but trying to see if there were any notes of any, like, uh, specific models or units that the UN wanted decommissioning, all of that stuff, talking like, maybe not even trying to find it on the Tyrell Wallace side, but trying to find it on, like, the UN side of, like, any notable uh, replicant disagreements or things like that. Okay. So, like, just so I make sure I, I have yeah, the right yeah. picture in my head. Like, anything that the UN said, here's a list of replicants that need retiring. Yeah, knowing that they, they did that historically because of the blackout. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to see if there's, like, history there. Um, but also maybe underhandedly trying to find out information, any information about uh, Nexus 8 models in general. Okay. And see what Tyrell might have left behind. Sure, sure. That might definitely just be relevant for the case and not at all personal. (laughs) They're kind of the same thing, right? Yes! Totally the same thing. My job is my life. Everything is fine. All right, and where's Gavin headed? Uh, first, Gavin's going to send a message on the KIA to Haru. If you have any plans and I cancel them, we have an assignment. Love that. Are you finally going to murder me in an alley? <laughs> if I were, I wouldn't leave a paper trail like this. Where am I reporting? Uh, Disney Concert Hall. Actually, no. Before that, uh, we'll meet at the precinct. All right. Headed there now. I will meet you there in a couple hours. And Gavin is going to go shopping. Yeah! Yeah! Getting an outfit for himself and getting a couple outfit options for Haru. Dressy things, suity things, whatever they're feeling, whatever the vibe is. That way they have no excuse. (laughs) You're wearing this. One of these. (laughs) Just pick. Yeah. (laughs) I love this. Yes. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, well, let's uh, let's start with the trip back to headquarters. Okay. So you get there. Are you going to Coco first? You're going to go try and look up the protesters. Um. First. Let's see. I feel like she thinks that testing the thing with Coco could spin off into taking a while. So maybe let's do some research first. Sure. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. You two in a plasma um, cutter, which okay. I know, right? Everything's fine. So, uh, there was one other thing that I remember from last time that oh. I wanted to look into, if possible, while looking um, for information. Um, I wanted to look and see who kind of like is slated to replace the judge. Yes. Like, sure. Okay. If there's any information about like who is in the running to like, if her spot would open up, who would be next in line? All right. All right. Um, okay. Well, let's let's start with the protesters. Okay. Uh, and then I'll I've got an answer for you on the end. Um, that'll be interesting. Uh, so, um, starting with Leo Alexander. Mm-hmm. Um. He's actually not listed anywhere in the LAPD database. Interesting. Um, precisely for the reason that he was born out in the Kipple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And has never been to LA. 
so probably the only entry you have is the fact that a bus ticket with that name on it went through today. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, and there's probably just a list of passengers that, that comes up. Um, a couple of the others, as you kind of go through the ones that you got names for, a couple of them have uh, minor rap sheets, right? You know, okay. petty crimes and vandalism and petty theft and things like that. You know, uh, breaking into an old building to steal wiring and stuff like that was going on. And then uh, it seems like several of them ended up going south looking for some kind of a gig that they could do that wouldn't have a lot of uh, uh, a lot of connection to mm-hmm. you know the city or their past or gotcha. anything like that. And then a couple that did have a shady past and served time for it, right? Okay. Like got arrested and and then a couple more that were just down on their luck folks that headed out, didn't really have anything bad going on other than no gainful employment mm-hmm. led them out of the city. Got it. Um, did any of the ones that served time, uh, was that for violent crimes or like more petty stuff like the other guys? I mean, a couple, yeah. Like there was, you know, a couple with the assault records and, you know, uh, nobody that straight up was killing people or anything like that. But like a drunken brawl ended in somebody getting injured. Okay. And then they got hauled in. Got it. Um, that, yeah, stuff like that. Okay. <clears throat> so it's kind of a wide variety of rough and tumble types. Mm-hmm. Right? But nobody that sticks out is like, oh, this person might be a problem. <laughs> I mean, a couple of the, a couple of them seem like they might be a problem for, uh, you know, the poor guy that runs the place down there. Uh, if they don't, if they decide to head back, yeah, uh, that might be an issue. But in general, nah. Okay. Even the ones that were kind of not caught for their crimes, they were minor things, right? Mm-hmm. It's almost like nobody would even bother to pick them up if they were back in town. Okay. Especially after a couple of years out working somewhere else. Time's passed. There's just not enough resources to care. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Um... As far as replacement judge, I think uh, an interesting bit is that there has been a replicant prosecutor Mm. that has been working for the UN very successfully for the last year. One of the early release next time. And the, uh, the chief judge has made some noise about nominating this replicant to sit. Ah, and the chief judge and uh, our judge did not get along, as far as I remember. Okay. Uh, What's the replicant prosecutor's name? Mason. Okay. And then a syrup. Interesting. That is definitely going right in the case file. (laughs) It's not official, right? Like, it hasn't happened yet, but Mm -hmm. once a judge is nominated, then the other judges vote, like a panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if they pass, then they can assume the seat. Okay. That's kind of the way. Cool. Um, awesome. I guess, uh, just for funsies, I'd look up what information I can find on Mason. Um, Mason uh, has a record of being just 
a tireless kind of a prosecutor, right? Very much the, I have been made aware of what the law is, mm -hmm. and no one is above the law. I will chase down the CEO or the janitor. It doesn't matter to me if they broke the law, you know. Okay. Uh, replicant prosecutor, paladin. Yeah. Right? Very like, good very, paladin. Very black mm -hmm. and white yeah. thinking. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No failed baseline tests or anything? Absolutely not. Okay. In fact, there's a lot that's been made about, look at how amazing a job that this replicant has been doing. You know, they work longer hours than any human lawyer. They, you know, they're doing mm -hmm. such a great job. This is, this is great. Why don't we allow more of that to happen? That kind of thing. So Wallace has put out pro-press releases about them and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then what about our chief judge? Anything interesting I can dig up on them? Uh, the chief judge is old as hell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? Like, the chief judge is, you know, uh, like my generation of person, right? Okay. So in 2037 yeah. you know 80 plus years old they've been sitting on the bench for 50 years right right through the whole upheaval of society and everything else um and has that mindset of like i remember what things used to be like you youngsters don't know shit like i'm mm -hmm. yeah just old cranky angry man okay that's been yeah 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 i'm kind of imagining uh fred gwynn from uh my cousin Vinny. Mm -hmm. mm, right? uh -huh. yep but aged up even further mm -hmm. uh just kind of sits behind a bench when they're in court with a baleful gaze for everybody <laughs> that bothers to come in <laughs> that kind of that kind of a judge okay interesting all right Let's go test a plasma cutter. Uh, <laughs> the most normal person in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you get down to the morgue. Um, and Coco is delighted. Right? Like, as soon as you come in, Coco is like, I have not had so much fun. And, like, you can see that there is just a mound of those gelatin. Like, there's 30 or 40 of them. And like there, he has laid out on one of the morgue tables just all manner of weapons, and like he's got a katana that he's wired up to car batteries, and like just all kinds of things that he's been trying to see. Everybody's so if creative. If he could make it happen, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so like every random knickknack that he's tried to figure out a way to electrify and do this, he has been working on. Right? Okay. So uh, you have made his month. Uh, in terms right, I made of... a very creepy friend. Yes. Story yeah. checks out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, uh, as soon as you produce an actual plasma cutter, he's like, I've been trying to requisition one. The LAPD only has a few and they're out and they keep them with SWAT teams for cutting into secure facilities and stuff. And no one would bring one. So this is amazing. Uh, and immediately, like, wheels out another torso uh, and is like, let's go. Let's do this. Let's do it. Um, 
and uh, grabs a hold of the, the cutting end and kicks it on um, and immediately turns it off and goes, oh shit, and like goes over and gets goggles ah. for the both of you. Um, and he's like, oh yeah, okay, all right. Good thing I didn't start cutting anything. All right. Uh, and then aims it at the forehead of this thing and pulls the trigger and turns it on and proceeds to slice all the way through and the two halves meld up and it looks much like what you saw. Sweet. Um, so like then he, you can see that like he reaches down and like touches after he lets it cool a minute, right? Yeah. He, he reaches down and touches it for consistency and feels what it feels like. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then he runs over to a drawer and opens the drawer and pulls out half of the judge and touches it to see if it feels the same. And he's like, yeah, this seems like it certainly could be right. Oh, great. Uh, did any of the other kind of more improvised ones that he came up with in the meantime have similar results? I mean, not anywhere not close. Not anywhere close. Good, okay. Yeah. So this is the closest... This is absolutely the closest thing that he has tried. Okay. Out of all of the things he has access to. Like, you can smell, there's like a smell of something that's been on fire down here, and you mm -hmm. see like a charred chainsaw in the corner. <laughs> like, like, maybe he put napalm on a chainsaw and just went on to somebody with it. Yeah. So, you know. It's having a great time. Yeah. 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 Good for you, bud. It's nice to have hobbies. It is nice to have hobbies. Um... <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to upload that information to our case file that, like, extremely likely that this is our murder weapon or something very similar to this. Sure, sure. Uh, upload it just to the group or to the whole LAPD? Um, whole LAPD. Okay. I don't see why not. Check. I just like to keep track because that yeah. matters. When... Mm -hmm. We never keep secrets, so. Mm -mm. Open book. So you were, you are, can rest fairly assured that it was a plasma cutter or similar device that cut the judge in. Fantastic. Great. Nailed it. All right. Let's jump tables. Why don't we do Fior's visit to the backside of Wallace Court? It's an interesting way to play. <laughs> I just meant to imply going in a side entrance, not... Or, or the, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. it is what it is. They just made a side entrance over at LAPD headquarters, too, with the plasma cutter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm not leaving the plasma cutter with him. I think he looks a little sad and disappointed, but <laughs> he's like, okay. Yeah. He sort of hands it back to you. And you can see that, like, the whole cutting procedure for the torso only took, like, 2% of the battery, so. Great. Now I have a plasma cutter. That's the beer. And we'll figure out what to do with that if you try and use it on a person. Sure. Well, we know yeah, it'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but like, <clears throat> like in terms of mechanics. like damage mechanics. Yeah. We'll figure that out. Because it's also a little unwieldy, right? Like. Sure. I don't know if it's the right choice to pull out in a knife fight. Probably no. <laughs> but I mean, it wouldn't be a knife fight for very long. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <clears throat> All right. It's better in my hands, though. Who knows what else Coco would decide to cut. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, you arrive uh, kind of following the chief's instruction, right? Mm -hmm. You know that there's 
uh, employee and service entrance. The service entrance, excuse me, that is on the side of the building. It is nowhere near as grand as the one I described when Joey went in through the front. But it's still this stone material, right? It's like that's the aesthetic of the building. Um, and you get up to it, and there is sort of like a biometric reader thing embedded in the wall next to the door um, that you were told will let you in. You're going to trust it? Or I trust you it. Watch for a while or what? I'm not going to try it. Okay. So you hold up your hand to it, and it does that. Uh, like scanny laser thing that goes up and down your palm, um, and the door unclicks and slides back. Uh, it sort of recesses into the wall, um, and then inside, you're sort of immediately in what looks like the locker room at a nice gym. <laughs> right? It's just rows of individual lockers. And benches, and then you can hear that there's a shower going somewhere over to the right, and the place has that smell of people that have been working and are getting cleaned up or leaving or coming. There's a couple of people in there that are in the process of either changing out of sort of work suits of various kinds and into street clothes or vice versa. Um, but nobody really gives you much of a look coming in. Um, and the instructions are that if you go through this room, somebody will meet you in the next area. So they walk through then just, okay. You make your way through again. There's several other people that are changing or a couple of guys that are talking like they're going to go out and do something tonight. Like just workers being friendly with each other kind of stuff. Um, you get to the end of the room and there is, for lack of a better term, sort of like when there's a bathroom attendant, when you go to a nice restaurant or a bar or whatever, who has like an array of mints and gum and stuff and like a little uh, hand towel warmer and uh, bottled water and all that kind of stuff. Um, that's sort of standing there and kind of gives you a nod like, well, welcome, if there's anything you need. And otherwise, he kind of gestures you towards the door into the rest of the facility. Okay. That's nodding my head. Acknowledge them. I'm going to keep going to where the chief told me to head to. Sure. You step through the door and out of this locker room. And you're in... Uh, it must be like a square hundred yard open room. And it is all cubicles. Right? And they come up to about five feet. So anybody sitting down inside is pretty much concealed, unless they're extremely tall. Uh, but it's just a warren of cubicles. Rows after rows after rows in both directions and it seems like a fairly square room to you looking to your right looking to your left you've kind of come in at the corner of one of the intersections of the, the walls and in this room there is no decoration at all it is just this like gray felt cubicle walls and just a bland gray 
uh, paint on the walls. The lights overhead are just tracers built into the ceiling. Not like fluorescent lights, but it's like LED strips that have a fairly nice light tone. Um, so the light in here is pretty easy to see by. Um, and yeah, you just, you see the occasional person like pop out of a cubicle and walk down and pop into another row or that kind of stuff. Um, and after you kind of stand there and look around the room a minute, up comes the absolute epitome of a faceless office worker, right? Just drab brown hair, drab brown eyes, wearing just a, a gray shirt and pants with um, almost like a cravat oh, on. Great. Right? Like the shirt's <laughs> unbuttoned down to the second button and it has this thing on instead of a tie. Um, and, you know, they've got their sleeves rolled up and they're wearing just a Timex watch, right? Not anything unusual about it. Um, and they look at you and go, uh, I, I was told that uh, you might be coming by. If you'd like to follow me, I can show you to my office and we can have a talk. Okay. And they turn and walk a couple of rows down and up. And you see them and they kind of gesture in and you step into this cubicle. And it's got a desk on one side. It's big enough for a person to sit in the chair at the desk and then one other person can sit in another chair in here. It's not big or anything. And they don't have filing cabinets or anything. The desk looks just plain. Um, stuck into the felt wall, there's a couple of uh, pictures that looks like all the customization this person has done. Um, so like there's a picture of them standing in front of what's like a uh, hollow background kind of a thing, like a, a holographic version of like an Instagram place would oh, be today. Oh, right? So like one of those like art installations is just designed for people to go take selfies. Like it's one of those, but it's just a hologram. So nobody even had to build anything. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the other picture is them with a cat sitting in a chair. It's like an orange tabby. <laughs> these are interesting customizations. Are these just um, for your own recreation or oh, is yes. part of simulations for memories or? Uh, no, no, I, I, I enjoy photography as a hobby. So I, I have an old camera that I take pictures with. And when you get close and look at them, you can actually see that they're not that high res. You can actually see some pixels where it's been printed out onto the plastic stuff. Um, so the implication is it's probably like an early digital camera that wasn't that high res or great. Um, but uh, and then they like happily gesture to their picture with the cat and go, and I saved up and I got a cat. That's it's been so much fun. They are fun, aren't they? Animals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, far be it for me to take you away from your uh, your photography. 
thank you for making the time to see me. This isn't an official inquiry, but it is related to uh, an official investigation. I was told oh. you could provide some some insight as uh, far as memory implantation. Yeah, yeah, that's what I work on here. And they kind of wave over the desk. And you see an interface kind of pop up over the desk that just has, like, a list of replicant uh, identifier codes down one side. And then they've got just a giant spreadsheet of what probably appears to be memory files to shift into replicant. Like, you know, you see the list of done ones have a replicant identifier next to them. And then others and like, yeah, whatever I can do, I'm happy to happy to help. I'm curious about um, the models of uh, urine security, UN security. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> is global issues. National oh, security. sure, sure. Um, security units don't usually get the most memory implantation. Right. For them, it's mostly physical training memories and security procedures and firearms handling and hand-to-hand -hand combat. That. Are they ever implanted with key memories? Well, most most models have some sort of a key memory, but they're usually not very detailed. It's generally for them. You know, we've used things like them playing with toy guns mm -hmm. uh, we've used remembering a police officer saving the day that kind of thing so you would say it's in the category of super super heroic memories sort of oh i don't it's not necessarily super it's just you know general things that give them a good sense about what they're going to be doing. Well, the issue is, what's your name again? Ah, <laughs> I'm Bob. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you, Bob. So the issue, Bob, is some, uh, we've had some incidents that are related to memory implantation. The memories have been traumatic. Um, as far as you know, is it possible any of the security officers at the UN could have received memory implants from Lilith memory? Well, I suppose it's possible, but... Who would know for sure? Generally right. not. Let, let me see. And he kind of starts looking through. Um, let's do uh, empathy manipulation. Roll to see... Roll thumb dice. How likely he is to go outside the parameters we of his believe in you. <laughs> Roll them bones. You can do it. Not these bones, though. <laughs> Would you please? Are you sure this you want the, me to? This is the first roll. Yours were okay. Yes. They've been okay for once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Yes. One success. Okay. So, now watch me roll. <laughs> That's it. That was your success. You did it for the rest of the rest of the yeah. campaign. We're done. Um, so you get uh, like he kind of does some browsing, and then he gets to a spot where like a warning message appears. That's like this is a secured 
storage, uh, data storage. Please enter your username and password, blah, 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 or biometric scan. Mm -hmm. um, and he kind of looks at you and is kind of like giving you the like, can you step out for a second? <laughs> okay. Kind of thing. Um, but then he types in some stuff uh, and then he waves you back in. Um, and he then brings up a list of all the active security units for, for the UN. Um, and there's for the UN in Los Angeles. Yep, yep. And there's several hundred, right? It's quite a list. Um, but he kind of goes through, he kind of goes through, and he's, um, checking like a serial number kind of a thing. He gets all the way to the bottom of the list and goes, No, I don't, I don't think, see that any of them got any of the Lilith Memory Lab thing. Okay. They tend to, be pretty controlling when it comes to security units. How do you mean controlling? Uh, they don't use a lot of outside contractors for any of the work. Um, people have a pretty high standard when it comes to security purposes. So Lilith Memory wouldn't have been involved. No, no, not really. Not, not for a security. Because again, like I said, usually their memories aren't too detailed. Lilith did some incredible work. Um, but not necessarily the kind of work that we need for a dedicated security officer. I'm just curious. I was surprised to find that there was a specific model just for security for the UN. Are there, are there any other special models commissioned for the UN as far as you know? Any replicants assigned? Well, I mean, we do a lot of custom work for the UN for all kinds of purposes. Um, we are still the supplier for all the off-world military contracts. Uh, we are the supplier for um, uh, I think we do a translator model that does language analysis uh, and stuff. Um, well, I know you do justice, you do work in law enforcement, but that include the Justice Department as well. Sure. Yeah, we, we've done. Uh, well, I mean, we work very closely with the, the LAPD here in town. And then we, um, you know, we even supply and like he kind of goes through a list of all kinds of various tasks. Right. But uh, he does include that he they have done work for the U.N. court system. Right. Like they supply law clerks and court recorders and, um, you know, and oh, and then he probably even pr proudly brings up Mason, the prosecutor, right? Like, oh, yeah. And, you know, our big headline replicant that we've sent over to the Justice Department is this now working as a prosecutor. I mean, that's pretty cool. That oh. was a lot of work. Why was it a lot of work? Well, I mean... There's a lot of case law <laughs> that we had to design yeah, into memory implantation. And some of the details of memories, uh, I don't know if you've ever encountered a moment in your life where you think you remember the right thing, but you're one off, right? Uh, like, oh, I could have sworn I left my keys right here. You didn't leave them on that table. You left them on the table in your bedroom. Stuff like that. 
when we implant a lot of highly detailed and specific memories, there can be bleed over sometimes. Uh, so getting the right mix of specific case law and, you know, statute citations and all of that, that was a lot, that was a lot of work. But it seems like it's worked out great. Actually, can you give me a, the file for that, that replicant just for a review? I wasn't aware that, that anyone in, uh, anyone practicing law was involved in short court cases was in. You, this this is the first one we're we're so proud of him um and he kind of like starts to bring up the, the like here's a list of all the implanted memories and all that stuff but he's like i could kind of get in a lot of trouble um like there was a lot of proprietary software work that we did here so i i don't know if i can just give that away well, you wouldn't be giving it away to a stranger, considering I'm in the employ of Wallace as much as you are. I'm just doing a job at the LAPD. It won't go any further than us. But I was put in touch with you because you have resources that the LAPD doesn't. True, true. So it's really Wallace loaning its information to Wallace. Okay. Um, Come on, circular logic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. You know what? Yeah. Okay. It's fine. Um, and he takes one of those little crystal drives and plugs it in, um, and loads up that prosecutor's file. Um, but this is going to be encoded with my information. So if this goes anywhere else, they're going to know it was me and I'm not going to go down for it. Or it's not going to go anywhere that... You know, where anyone's going to come looking for you. Okay. And they pull it out and hand it to you. All right. Thanks, Bob. I'll be in touch. Sure, sure. And he kind of gives you his direct contact card. Um, you know, just sends it to you digitally. Um, you know, this was fun. I've never, uh, I've never gotten to do this before. I know. It's so exciting, isn't it? Um, but all right. Let well, me know if you find... Whoever you're looking for. I'm already on the other side of the room. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and like Bob kind of stands up and you just sort of see a head and yeah. <laughs> an arm wave. Oh, um, yes. I just take the information and run. <laughs> <laughs> or you're his second animoid pet. Yeah, you're right. Take him out to the snake pit. Show him what life is what it's like. <laughs> Be like, hey, Bob. Want to go get a drink? <laughs> what? <laughs> the most adventurous thing he's ever done. I know. Mm. Might break down. Um, yeah, that's it. So I can just imagine him pulling an old digital camera out during someone's show. Oh my mm. god! And trying yes. to take a picture and just being so <gasps> oblivious about that being offensive. Like <laughs> flashes on and everything. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Flash. It's really dark in here. Like. <laughs> 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 Ooh. That flash warming up noise. Jeez. Uh, that would be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to roll high and low, see who I go to next. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. All right. All right. Doing some information digging. Sure. So you specifically want to find information on, like, the history of Nexus 8 units 
with the UN. With the UN. But also, if there's other non-UN related Nexus 8 information that I happen to find slash purposely I'm looking for. Um, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Um, so, on its face, uh, the Nexus 8 units that came out were Tyrell units. Yeah. And as a way to try and appease the world after the Nexus 6 debacle, they made a whole registry list of every Nexus 8, and it was publicly accessible, and it was a whole thing. Um, and the Nexus 8s were much more balanced. There weren't problems like before. We perfected the, the technology, you know, growing pains of a new thing that changed the world. You got to trust us. Um, then when the Great Blackout happened, that whole list disappeared. Which is where the rep detect unit of the LAPD comes in, whose job is primarily focused on finding these old replicants. That's the meat and potatoes of the department that you guys work for. Um, and without that registry, many of them were just able to blend into society. Uh, <laughs> indeed. Um, so, uh, the, the Nexus 8s that were in service off-world mm -hmm. when the Great Blackout happened and everything went bad, some of them are still out there working legitimately, right? Because it's such a distance and there's no way to really do anything about that until now, time-wise, where they are getting new Nexus 9 units and sending them out to do the replacement, right? Um, and sometimes with orders to go out there and just eliminate and retire the old Nexus 8s and start doing the job. Um, there was a market that started making black market Nexus 8s mm -hmm. to kind of skirt around the prohibition on them here on Earth because... There were a lot of corporations that still needed workers and wanted to do that and were willing to pay. So there were folks that presumably stole some equipment and things from Tyrell and set up little behind-the-scenes black and gray market cubby holes all over the city, make pumping out one or two replicants at a time sometimes, um, and just kind of doing their best. Um, so actually, uh, some of the most dangerous Nexus 8s out there aren't the official Tyrell ones. They're the back alley Nexus 8. And those ones don't have codes, right? They don't have numbers? I mean, a lot of them still did because a lot of those guys tried to pass them off as oh, sure, legitimate yeah. ones. That makes sense. Um, but they wouldn't have been on the list at all. Yeah. Ever. And they were just... Made of numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With no real way to verify. Yeah. So, that's kind of that. Um, what else? Um, uh, the UN um, was the body that made it legal to just blanket retire an Nexus 8. Yes. Uh, so, that happened shortly after the fall of Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Back in 2020. And that's because a lot of the Nexus 8s 
and Nexus 8 sympathizers were the ones that facilitated that disaster. So that's when the UN was like, yep, no, we're done with this. Make it end. Um, and pretty quickly, the UN cleaned house themselves. Yeah. Uh, here on Earth, right? They fairly rapidly eliminated any of the replicants working directly for the UN at that point. Um, it seems like the UN has come around to the Nexus 9s, mm-hmm. but there's for sure elements that are like, we're just opening the door again. Why? Look at what we did last time. We had Nexus 6 problems. We said, okay, no more of that. Then we got Nexus 8s. We have Nexus 8 problems. Okay, no more of that. Now we're on to 9. When does it stop, right? Mm-hmm. That's a fairly common feeling that seems to run through what you can find. Um, but, you know, Wallace has a lot of money. And they're pushing for this to happen. And the UN has a lot of power, but they still depend on what the corporate entities give up money-wise mm-hmm. to keep operating. Yeah. Um, anything else in particular you're looking for? Um, specifically any, like, maybe warrants for retirement that were um, released with any serial numbers, anything like that? Um, for sure. You can pull up a list of all of the specific like wanted files yeah. that the the LAPD has that would have come down from the UN. Cool. Like you can narrow that list down. Cool. Um, and then if there's a specific number or model that you're looking for, we can look that up. Or Yeah, I think uh, without even thinking too hard about it, they go looking for the number that they don't have anymore. Hmm. Would would there be a file? I mean, it's more like, is it a number that was lost in the blackout? Does it exist literally anywhere? And this is the closest to official Nexus 8 information that they've been able to access. Sure, sure. Legitimately. Here's a player question. <laughs> yeah. Would you prefer to have been an official Tyrell Nexus 8? Um, or would you want to be a gray market? Probably Tyrell. Okay. Yeah. So, um, there would be a listing then, I think. Cool. Uh, uh, it's it's just in a bulk listing. It's not a specific, like, wanted poster, like, be on the lookout for... No, it's just, for... like, all, retire all of these numbers. Correct. Um, and, of course, there's no way to cross-reference it with any real information. Um, cool, we're just going to have that list and be normal about it. Um... <laughs> Yeah, any the official things that they're looking for is like any potential like lingering animosity, and it sounds like there is some. Sure. Um, in that search, is there any information about people specifically pushing back against Mason? Um, for sure, there are. Like there have been. Um, there's there's been uh, like a petition amongst other prosecutors, like look, do we want to start replacing the people that have been doing this for years with a new mod? We don't know how reliable it's going to be long-term. Do we want to start prosecuting cases based on a possibly imbalanced replicant? Like, we didn't even do that last time. This seems like it might be a terrible idea. Um, So there's been 
there was like a circulated around sort of a open letter mm-hmm. uh, that went went through like that. But it seems like Mason has just been doing good work, right? Uh, their cases, from what you gather, seem clean. They seem like they've done the right thing in when they offer up a deal with somebody. It's literally just the kind of deal that you'd see any other prosecutor make. Um, they haven't favored, you know, uh, the government over a corporation or a corporation over the government. Like, um, there have even been some minor Wallace prosecutions that have happened, like misappropriation and stuff like that. Employees that have been brought up on charges. Mason doesn't seem like they're specifically trying to target people that have done harm to Wallace in any way. It's a fairly balanced list of cases that they've done. Now, they're not like the lead prosecutor, like an attorney general or something that can kind of assign cases where they want, but any prosecutor could choose to be more diligent about a case or not, you know, um, with very little oversight in that front. Um, And it seems like most of the judges that have had Mason come and argue in front of them are pretty satisfied with the performance, right? It's not a judge just going, oh, God, not this one. Not again. Right? Like, that's not what's going on. So it seems pretty positive. Uh, Yeah, I think that's the bulk of it is just kind of eliminating the Tyrell disillusionment case as being a core part of it. Any uh, any other red flags that might have come up from that being one of her landmark cases? Um, it, it really boils down to the biggest objection that you can find that anybody seems to have had to her rulings on how, how things should have been split up is that she kind of opened the door for this corporate auction. Sure. Right? Um, by not just assuming Tyrell assets with the UN, mm-hmm. she let things out into the wild again. So there's some vague fuzzy connection to the idea of like, it's that judge's fault that we have replicants again. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of that, but nothing overt or nothing. Sure. Anything like that. So during the case, there there was totally some Kill Magazine articles sure. and Lots stuff like that. that. Yeah. Like, Oh, it's up to this judge to find out if we're going to get back to being humans again. That kind of that kind of talk. But yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. Just kind of like put together a little explainer of that case for everybody and add it to the case log and sure. Keep that list of eight models all to myself. No problem. <laughs> I mean, it is in the LAPD database. Yeah, I'm just not including it in. Like, not, I looked up to see if there were any Nexus 8 models that could have been behind this killing. <laughs> nope. Uh-uh. All right. Shopping. Shopping! How nice are you going? I mean, I saw a lot of the video footage from the night that the right. judge was there, so kind of aiming in that range, sure. but, you know, on the fresher side of that, so... Um, let's do empathy connections. Yeah, let's do empathy connections. See if you can find how good of a designer can you find to 
that works in that category. Um, and I don't suppose my insider specialty will help with this. It's not a LAPD. Yeah. I didn't think so. Okay. Uh, that is a six and an eleven. Ooh. Oh. Okay. Uh, hundred percent. You know this boutique shop. Um, it's actually the way I kind of envision it would be it's a husband and wife team where he does a lot of custom tailoring work mm -hmm. and she does design work. Mm -hmm. So they kind of come together to do all kinds of it. Um, and it's one of those very old school places that people that know about will never go anywhere else. Mm -hmm. But not a lot of people know about it. Almost because they're so perfectionist-y that they couldn't handle an increased clientele. Mm. Right? It's everything being custom done and made nicely and by them means that they can only produce so much every year. So even if people really flaunted their outfits places, I, they would have to give up all of that control to b build a you know a staff that would be making these garments and things. So I don't think they've ever grown past that little custom shop. Okay, I love that. Love that. Um, would I have noticed any kind of particular color or style that would have been kind of the hit moment, like any particular shades, any... Hmm. Uh, a lot of, a lot of people that were in sort of traditional black tie kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the more fashionable end of the crowd was definitely getting into, like, busy patterns again. Oh, um, to the point where, like, a couple of people almost looked like they were wearing static. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but not, uh, not always bright colors. Not a lot of just very, very loud clothes, just intricate sort of pattern mm -hmm. seemed to be the fashionable, fashionable end of the crowd. Okay. Um, you probably, probably the most fashionable person you recognize, some, some, you know, fa famous-ish celebrity person that, uh, was wearing, a sort of, a long tailcoat, but it looked like it was made out of, um, uh, like fuzzy cable knit wool. Oh. Oh. So like it was woolly still, like when you see like a loosely knitted sweater mm -hmm. kind of thing, um, with a matching tie and cummerbund out of the same material. Hmm. Um, and then um, I think it would probably have been very tall boots, like knee boots. Okay. And a sort of scorty thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like sort of shorts, skirt. Combo deal, mm -hmm. kilt, skirt, yeah, kind of a thing. 
So that's kind of was sort of the high end of fashion at that night. Okay. If that. I love that. I'm gonna be awful, and I love it. I love this. So what I'm imagining, and you can we can roll for this or whatever, but in my sure. in my head, in my dream, when I'm queen, um, <laughs> yeah, it is a black jacket mm-hmm. uh, with a black Nehru collar button down mm-hmm. shirt, with the lining of the jacket, oh, along with uh, yeah, lining with the jacket, the boots that same like knee high boot and also a harness over okay. the shirt. Very Adam Rippon that what was it? The Oscars or somewhere he went. Yeah. Look it up uh internet, look it up, it's a phenomenal look. Yeah. It is. Um all in kind of this almost pearlescent, like oil slicky kind of color okay. with a like houndstooth pattern. Okay. On the inside of the coat, the harness. Uh, the boot is just the the oil slick material, okay. and then for the bottoms, a you gave me the idea, kind of a kilt moment, but in the pleats, again that houndstooth, mm-hmm. oh okay, oil every, slick every step kind of, yeah, exactly. It. Sure, all right. So that's what that's what Gavin's wearing. Um, Haru is getting something off the rack. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, and they. Even this little shop will have some things that have been done. Sure. Pre-made, right? Um, What? I mean, you got three successes, so that's fine. Um, Why don't you do intelligence observation? Yes. To see how good a thing you can pick up. Okay. Or a couple of choices. Yeah. Uh, That's two sevens. Okay. So you come up with two nice-looking, formal outfits. Perfect. And they're little. It's not hard to shop for them. <laughs> that's that's kind of what I was I was figuring. Yeah. Like sample size. Yeah. Effectively, like yeah, effectively, they're they're sample size. Good for good for Haru. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So we'll have you know either like a more suity option or a more dressy option. I like the idea of also having them being kind of mixed matchy. So like if they want to wear the jacket with the skirt or the jacket with the dress or whatever sure. they want to do, they can figure that out. Good for them. Um, for the, including the custom piece, mm-hmm. I think we'll do two shinies. Yeah, that's fine. I got it. Um, and... They nice. can get it put together, and they can have it delivered for you before you have to be in. Perfect. Love that. Um, and I kind of envision them as Miracle Max and his wife, yes. right? So, like, they are constantly giving each other shit the whole time, but, like, they are working perfectly together through the whole process. They are now my favorite NPCs of the game. I love them. I love them so much. I would go to the shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, lovely. Great. Uh, love everything about that. Uh, yeah, I think that's all I need to do because everything else I wanted to do was at the precinct. I'm going to be there beginning of next shift anyway, so I think we're fine. Okay. No problem. I send a message to Haru. All set up. Uh, meet me at this time, at the precinct. You shouldn't kill people at work. <laughs> Don't give me a reason. Finally, also shower. 
Shower. Frowny face. <laughs> oh, Chad is asking for a name for the shot. Oh, yeah, you're on it. You're on it. He's on it. Oh, no. Oh, no, he's laughing. Uh oh. Oh, God. Uh oh. Okay. I think they changed the name of the shop this last year. Okay. It's now called Suited to the Nine. Oh! <sighs> yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. yeah. I mean, that's that's going in the report. <laughs> I'm so mad. I love that. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. That's everybody, right? We mm -hmm. did a shift. Yeah. We did it. Yay. Hey. Uh, Everyone's their shift by showering. <laughs> and the, then putting on the same clothes again. Yeah. In the LAPD shower. Um, okay. So this next shift is the afternoon going into evening. Um, do we want to do the concert now? Or would we want to have done it in the fourth shift? Like well, a later evening. We will have worked four shifts if we do it in the fourth shift. That's true. That is that is true. So now it's fine. It's it's well the issue is also that we're doing the concert and the after party of the concert. So that oh, might be fourth shift. Yeah, I mean I was ready to just push through the last shift anyways, because yeah. we can do that. Um also I think how to drank on their last shift to recover uh, one point of resolve because they got a hip flask in their downtime between cases. Nice. Love that. That's certainly doable. Shower with the flask. Shower Multi whiskey. Multitasking. <laughs> gotta have your shower beverage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was that whole, I don't know if it's still going around. Right. The shower beer thing. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Love a shower beer. I've done a shower whiskey. Oh, I've done a full-on bath whiskey. Oh, yeah, that's the best. Bath champagne. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. May as well go full uh, bath mimosa at that mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. French 75. Oh. Ooh, yes. Yes, I definitely have a bartender set up ready to go for my <laughs> bath French 75. <laughs> Draw me a bath. It doesn't mean anything to do with the bath, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so this shift, we'll start the concert. Okay. That'll happen. So that's the two of you guys. Mm -hmm. uh, where do you think Eeyore and Kestrel are going to head? Or separately head? Know what I mean? Um, I think I want to go and talk to our security friend Aaron Mambas from okay. the UN building. Sure. Um, and kind of compare notes with them. I want to see if anybody in that that works in that building has access to a plasma center. I just want to compare notes <laughs> for reasons. For reasons. Have you ever seen one of these before? <laughs> well, and like we have a bunch of people that are like suspect adjacent so like have you seen these people on your security footage sure um, i think i might want to go too dig in the trash finally no <laughs> <laughs> that trash is old now that's way old yeah gotta dig, dig deep. real deep <laughs> got a plasma cutter now oh god that was so high. oh my god oh lord <laughs> we just cut everything open oh um, I think that was a limited opportunity, <laughs> but I, 
I did ask them for the security footage for the building. And I never got that. You did. You're right. You yeah. can go collect that. Okay. Sorry about that. And it was uh, access information to uh, people landing registry information. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So I'd probably head that way too. Um, I'd sooner go there than kind of confront Jill Shiler for. <laughs> You don't want to go hang out with everyone's favorite NPC, Jill Shiler? Uh, no, that's Gavin's. That's one of Gavin's friends of a friend. Okay. <laughs> Undefinished friend, right? Like two degrees of separation. Defriendistration. Right? Defriendistration. <laughs> I defriend you. <laughs> that's the new button on my social network. <laughs> Just a little animation of your <laughs> avatar going out and going. It's the like uh, exit door guy, yeah. but someone behind them. <laughs> Let me help you. Oh. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Uh, sure. So you guys can head there. Uh, let's start with that. Uh, so you can. Are you going to take a spinner to the building again? Uh, yeah. I'm going I to, will. yeah. yeah. Sure. We might as well go together. Uh, you can totally do that. Um, uh, you arrive at the building. Um, Aaron meets you in the garage area again. Uh, and, you know, welcome back. Um, I hope things are progressing. Uh, but come with me. To, I can show you to my office and we can we can go through information. Um, and uh, they show you to the elevator again and this time it's a much longer elevator ride um and you get off on a floor that is very serviceable right mm -hmm. it's it's sort of a generic again the standard standard sort of gray walls and gray tile floor and and all that but aaron leads you into a nice office right it's it's not got a great view of anything but it's fairly good size. They have a space for a desk with a computer interface. They have a conference table with seats around it and a couch even um, on nice. the side. Um, and Aaron kind of comes in and sits down at his desk and gestures at the the chairs across from you, across from them. Um, so uh, I do have the information you asked for compiled. Um, but is there anything else I can do? I yes. can get started on. We have a few additional questions. Okay. Um, first, uh, I'm curious if other if other members of the UN um, judicial system also live in this building. Uh, yes, yeah, several. Uh, Not all of them, but the chief judge. Uh, yes, yes. And Mason, prosecutor. No. Mason does not. Live. Okay. What floor does the chief judge live on? Um, he just kind of points up. Uh, like, the, the chief judge is given one of our best apartments. Okay. Same floor as Judge no, Belsley? No, uh, up a few. Okay. The chief judge, uh, you know, the, the local... Describing them as an ambassador sounds strange, but the, the local UN representative of Los Angeles 
is also on that floor. Okay. Is there a reason Mason doesn't live in this building? Um, we tend not to see many of the people that are seen before the judges living in the same building as the judges. Makes Just sense. so there isn't any seeming impropriety between, uh, you know, the people that are deciding cases and the people that are trying cases. Sure. As far as you know, does he live nearby? Uh, most likely. There's several other UN housing buildings here. Not too far. They don't want to have to make them travel extensively to get to and from. Best guess, maybe less than 15 minutes away. Oh, certainly, yes. Um, this may be an odd question, but does anyone on the building staff have access to a plasma cutter? Or would they for any reason? Maintenance crew? I... Fior goes, what? I can't imagine <laughs> oh. they would. Uh, if we were doing construction, possibly? There if... hasn't been any construction recently. I mean, tenants are having their living area redone all the time, but I can't imagine their plasma cutting things. <laughs> I, I'm possibly, uh, but... Like, humor me. Was there any uh, construction going on at the time of Judge Belsley's demise? Uh, certainly not in that area of the building, no. Okay. And if there were construction workers, they would only have access to the area they were working in? Correct, yes. Okay. They'd only have access to the floor that they're working on. And then even more specifically, they wouldn't have free reign to go access other people's living areas. Sure. Okay. And they'd all be visitor badged. Right. Being here in the building. Just covering all of our bases. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you think it was a plasma cutter then? It's the most likely weapon. Huh. I suppose that makes sense. Hmm? Um, so... Uh, in the, the building logs and security footage, we did find something. Uh, it took a while because we didn't realize uh, what had happened. But we actually got a double entry for the judge for the building access. Um, and the, the system just flagged it as the judge came into the building. Came into the building twice, according to the logs. At almost the same time, but not quite. Interesting. What was the point of entry? Uh, one, uh, the roof garage, uh, and one through the security elevator. Um, and then when we found this problem, we looked at the footage from both. We can see the judge arriving in her spinner and entering the building. Uh, the security elevator, we just see this, and they kind of gesture, and up on the wall is projected one of those corner of the elevator cameras, you know, mm -hmm. um, looking down on a figure that's standing there wearing just like a big trench coat and a, a hood. You can't see if... Okay. Is there any way to gauge the height? Yeah. Um, looks fairly average. Uh, we don't have an exact... I don't have any, when the system detected that it was the judge entering the building, it, the only footage I have is this from the elevator. And we have kind of a bad angle. 
Are there other cameras in the lobby or around the exterior of the building? There are, yes. But, uh, like I said, the, those cameras weren't triggered um, because it was the judge accessing the building. Well, we could probably make a eyeball guess comparing the height of the judge to the height of the... The, the person in the elevator looks to be a little taller than the judge. Um, but to get an exact... This person was exactly, you know, 1.75 meters. That would be difficult. Yeah, we're using metric. Um, similar height. To... <laughs> One good thing about this horrible future. Um, <laughs> um, from what I saw at my unofficial visit to Wallace, could I guess they match the height of Mason? Mm. Um, if they match the height. Why don't you try intelligence and observation? Because, <laughs> I mean, you're doing some advanced kind of investigation. Yeah. Oh. You can't talk to the picture and make it tell you the answer. I know. Come on. <laughs> well, not with that attitude. Tell okay. Me. Tell me. One of us is the face. It's not me. <laughs> was so much smarter when they've taken a shower. Yes. Let's <laughs> get uh, Push. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I mean, you guys can work together, too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, both that thing there. So, I can help. We're so not like, used to helping yeah. each other. <laughs> what is... <laughs> what are you rolling? Uh, intelligence no, get it out. Observation. Intelligence, intelligence observation. Yeah. Okay, so I can give you my intelligence die, right? Yeah. At, okay, so add a d10. Oh, what? You have a d10? Castrell is smart. Yeah. So... There's a reason she's standing there judging all of us all the time. There's a reason she's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay, hold that on me. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. Go one more time. Mm -hmm. Okay. We need this. I need to know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do I still get uh, the help? Yeah, of course. Of course. Would you? I mean, it works. It did something. This is how we die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when viewer's brain explodes, like scanners, we've walked over to sci fi, oh, sci -fi territory. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, three successes. Oh, okay. Wow. Oh, okay. That seems worth it. Okay, great. Just handled. <laughs> like, all right. Uh, so, you do notice that um, the person in the elevator's height is taller than the judge. The person in the elevator's height is standard replicant height like yeah. basically replicant models generally come in at like five five mm -hmm. at six foot at six five and then like six big eight six one. nine yeah. big you know mm -hmm. um so this is a six foot person right i'm i mentioned that to, the, to kestrel this is a standard um does your do your record show what floor this person Exited the elevator. The elevator took them right to the judge's floor. Of course so. it did. 
I can only assume that um, this is whoever was involved. Do you have any footage of them leaving the facility? Um, we have a record that shows that they left the building a few minutes later, like, you know, 27 minutes after they arrived. Mm -hmm. um, and it's the same in the elevator. It was the judge that called the elevator and the judge went down. So obviously they found some way to uh, spoof the judge's information or mm -hmm. our system. So we've started a security sweep through every registered owner and we're having them change uh, any kind of their access codes or anything. Uh, it's in process. Could we get the footage, this footage, and also the footage of them leaving? Certainly, certainly. Um, just so we can dissect it a little mm -hmm. bit more minutely. Um, and so, you know, they've loaded onto one of their little mm -hmm. thumb drives. And um, and they left the you. same way down to the lobby and then out mm -hmm. to the street? Yeah. Okay. And again, it's uh, it's like a black one of those London Fog sort of trench coats mm -hmm. with the the rain hood pulled up and over so you don't get any sight on exactly who they are but you can tell that they're six foot um of all of the people that i looked up like the workers uh mason the other judge are any of them also six feet uh yes um, Mason is six foot, um, if it matters. Quell at Wallace is six foot. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> uh, the chief judge may have once been six feet, but is no longer. Okay. Um, hmm, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else you were in contact with that's um, six Noah, the assistant, the office clerk? Um, yeah, Noah is... Six foot. Leo from the Kipple mm -hmm. is a little okay. taller than that. Six one. <laughs> well, six yeah. one, yeah. six two, somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah. Um, the other assistant. What's her name? The Olivia? personal assistant, Olivia. Olivia is not. Okay, I didn't think so. Um, so Olivia is fairly tall, but not six foot. Not six. Foot. Like five eight, five nine. Yeah. Um, I'll show him. Mason, Noah, and Leo's photos, um, just and just ask him to double check his records that to see if any of them have popped up on the security in any way in the past month. Um, sure, and like he immediately starts searching for them, uh, and gets uh gets hits for Noah and Mason in mm -hmm. the building. Uh, Mason was here several times over the last couple months, usually for social engagements. Like, one of the residents here was having a party, or one of the judges, would, you know, had a holiday get-together for court staff kind of okay. a thing. Um, uh, Leo does not exist in their records. I figured, yep. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, Noah is a regular here, Would make that sense. has come multiple times to the judge's 
part. Uh, what was the last visit from him? Well, probably only a few days before. Okay. Um, and has, you know, like, can bring up correlating footage of, like, Noah carrying what is obviously, like, a stack of briefing paperwork mm -hmm. kind of stuff, bringing it up to the judge, that sort of thing. Uh, a couple of times, like, Noah and Olivia arrive together and bring things into the apartment. I'll ask him to also load just a couple of the videos of them on the elevator so I can cross-reference the body language with their trench coat person. Sure. Just in case. Uh, that's uh, for Noah and Mason. That's definitely intelligence observation. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you want to help? Do you work? I always want to help be my D8. <laughs> okay. I'll take it. Come on, D8. Okay, that is four successes. Jesus. Holy Damn. crap. Hey. Ten and two sixes. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> that's that is all the numbers. Shit out of that body language. You can tell that uh, Olivia does not stand in any way like the trench coat person. Mm -hmm. You can tell that Noah does not appear to stand the same way. Okay. The trench coat person really does give you that menacing vibe, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're standing there, like. Almost a little angry, right? Like, you can okay. tell in the body language that they're, like, tense and both going up and down. Sort of the same feel. Mm -hmm. um, and Noah does not give that vibe. Okay. Like, I think Joey said before, uh, uh, Nigel Crane mm. Mm -hmm. kind of deal. Okay. So, like, a <laughs> here's, a good, here's a good one. Uh, the trench coated person is putting off the sort of same vibes as Kelsey Grammer as Beast. Oh, okay. We're like just like barely yeah. restrained, like under a veneer of civilization, but but we'll just just we'll just tear some shit up, anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, versus Nigel from from Frasier, <laughs> yes. who okay. is not giving off that vibe, mm -hmm. but roughly the same size. I will okay. say that. Fair yeah. enough. Um, and then Mason. Oh, Mason, um, uh, Mace, the footage of Mason is very put together. Mm -hmm. Mason stands in the elevator like a person that knows everything about the situation they're walking into. Uh-huh. Knows every face that's going to be at a party. Doesn't have anything to worry about because they are in complete control of themselves. Like, just trying to think of a good example. Mason gives off Captain Picard kind of vibe when he walks onto the bridge. Mm. Like, yep. this is mine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I know all of the things that are happening here. Yeah. Even when shit's going wrong, I'm not running on the bridge like... <laughs> like yeah. Just reserved and in control and... Okay. Uh, and... Yeah. Um, and the, the several times you've seen Mason come into the building, uh, like for a holiday party kind of kind of thing, it's the same suit 
kind of style that you've seen a couple of other not holiday party visits to the mm -hmm. building, but with like a wreath with tacky blinking lights in it. Good. Beautiful. Kind of, kind of, mm -hmm. uh, that kind of thing that looks incredibly uncomfortable and they, they are mm -hmm. annoyed at having to wear it. Real it's Captain Picard day situation. Yeah, yeah. Very much. <laughs> Very much that like, I am not a cheerful person. I am not a merry man. Oh my god. Too many TNG jokes. Yeah, so that's kind of the vibe you get there. Okay. But does not also really give off a, the same sort of body language. Or or even the couple of steps you see them get on and off an elevator, mm -hmm. none of them look like they're walking like that. Okay. Um, Do we see the trench coat get off and on the elevator well you see like when they the footage of when they enter the elevator yeah and then the footage of them getting off the like so is, you see like a couple of steps is there anything notable about their gait like the way mm. they walk um excuse me sorry no, no problem uh the image of my... i think the most notable thing is that they seem to walk with purpose okay like, it's definitely a person that knows where they're going and knows that something's about to happen and they're committed. Mm -hmm. Kind of, kind of. There's definitely no, like, fumbling in pockets or they don't have, like, tugging at their clothes or a left ankle that's injured and with a slight limp or anything. No. No, nothing that okay. really stands out. Okay, thank. That's all I got. Unless Fior has other questions for our friendly neighborhood security person. Um, what time was this entry? Were they tracked again? So um, this was just, be just before the judge? Uh, yeah, just within a few minutes of the judge's actual run. And then they left when? Uh, 27 minutes late, which would be enough time to plasma cutter somewhere. Oh, yeah. It didn't take long when we tested it. <laughs> For sight. <laughs> Does not clarify. Yeah. <laughs> what was testing on a body? Um, you don't have metal detectors in the building. Um, we do on the public entrances, but not the private residence entrance. No. And unfortunately, there's so many composite materials nowadays. The metal detectors aren't that useful, but we still have. What do you think we should visit Sky Mason? Should she come out? I think it's a good idea. We also need to look at Esper wall footage for the timestamps of when they came in and out, see if we can get a better look outside the building. Agreed. I'm also wondering if um, Mason had any military any military service in his background. I Did I see any of that no. information? Not when I looked him up earlier. Like Mason's record starts with being assigned as a prosecutor. Yeah. He's got a big case log. He's only a year old. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we keep looking at the footage then. See where it points us. Um, if you notice any other anomalies, yeah, we're let us know. We poured through everything that we have going on and um you haven't had any the judge had kind of an issue with uh 
person from a former case that tell him the the club owner oh, oh. Mm-hmm. um they haven't had you haven't had any issue in the building with that person no okay i think it's probably they kind of look in this there is a profile for the club owner like mm-hmm. oh well the judge has received threats from this person make sure they're on the no admittance list that kind of thing yeah but other than that no they it doesn't look like that person's ever tried to break in okay well thank you for your time absolutely i'm glad to have helped i I hope this pushes you in the right direction it certainly gives us something more to work with fantastic and they see you back to the roof to your spinner all (laughs) right uh so it is time for a trip to the symphony yes uh you have to take a spinner yeah uh before we leave the precinct uh i do want to do one thing while i'm there i want to i guess go to whoever it would be that i could uh request someone pull a file on my contact at wallace the engineer Mm -hmm. i met Oh, I want to know everything about him. Whatever, whatever we have on him, I want to know what that what that looks like. I don't need it right now, but sure, I will put together something for you. Yeah, perfect. No problem. Let me make myself a note, including a name, because I don't think we ever named him. Did not. He's engineer. Engineer. The engineer who drank a coke. Yes. Named now Cola. His name is THX Eleven Thirty Seven. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, you can totally pull a file. Okay. I'm gonna tell you right now, it's not gonna be a long criminal history. Oh no, no, I just want information about it. Anything you have? Yeah. yeah. No problem. Although it'd be interesting if it was. Right. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. I might have to roll dice. <laughs> I love that. Uh, all right. So I show up to the precinct with, I'm dressed with two garment bags. Pick your poison. Oh. They're not actually poisoned. I've I just had to check. Alright. Usually people never mind. Paying for dates is a thing that people do. <laughs> and they open the bag. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, I think from the amalgamation of things, they pick um like an evening length skirt. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then they continue to wear their big, chunky, like glowing boots that they wear every day underneath <laughs> it. Um, and what is probably like a a light uh, top. But I think uh, as they're pulling on also the suit coat, mm-hmm. uh, you can clearly see something that like they wear the same thing every day. Um, their entire right shoulder has a seam on it and they have just like random scars all over them that is just it looks like bad repair uh we want to talk about <laughs> this or this well that i mean i i assume i don't want to say the wrong thing <laughs> oh i mean is there a wrong thing i would just assume that you would there would be somewhere to go where they could take care of things like that for you. This is pre-service here. So this was, you know, last year. Have I you... had rough in-service time. Well, have you not shown any of our medics? Can they not do anything to help clean it? The arm works. 
Fair enough. So what do you know about popular music? That it exists and that most of the time I'm dancing to it. Great. So this will be a mission and an educational visit. I've never been to a symphony. Oh, really? I know that's quite shocking. I think the closest I get is uh, listening to multiple clubs echo off of the walls. Yeah, it's exactly the same thing, except nothing at all. Great. I've never seen anyone play a musical instrument that wasn't a guitar. There'll probably be a guitar there, so you'll, you'll be at home. Okay, let's go. I Did feel you... like you've definitely seen drums. That's fair. Yeah. And drums. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lots of drums. You're right. Big old drum. Um, did we get any of the information that you all got on your... Uh, yeah. I would have immediately uploaded the, like, info on our trench coat wearing mm-hmm. uh, perpetrator. Okay. And yeah. a note that, like, I'm gonna go check out the Esper wall mm-hmm. <laughs> for footage. But keep an eye out for a trench coat at the symphony, I guess. <laughs> I'll just send uh, a picture of me and Haru <laughs> in the spinner. Just get back. Huh. You guys clean up nice. Yep. Cool. You arrive. Um, you don't get to use the, the VIP <laughs> pull-up-right-out-front kind of place, but there is another drop-off point around the side. Um. And around the symphony hall, instead of sort of the concrete pad that it sits in today, it is uh, like a additional space of like rolling grass around it. So they could have like indoor, outdoor social gatherings and kind of stuff. Um, and it seems like it's real grass, but it's not. It's probably the only thing you could describe it as would be like anemoid grass. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's like super high end artificial grass. So like it bends when you walk on it and you can snap off a little bit and it has sap and looks like grass. But you know it can't be because it's exposed to yeah. the elements. It's right. mod sod. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see various folks arriving and uh, a couple of the, you know, the luminaries of Los Angeles mm-hmm. coming in. Um, interestingly, I think this is probably the first time that either of you has seen Neander Wallace. Mm, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Who has come tonight. They pulled up in a, a spinner that looks like it's made out of the angular shadows from the lobby. Oh. Right? It is painted in a way that it looks like it has all of these angles to it, but it almost looks like a matte painting because it's so flat in texture. Um, and he gets out, and he's accompanied by someone you don't know. Um, and then immediately behind him is like a truckload of security guys that all get out and kind of establish a perimeter around the outside of the whole concert hall. Um, and you can assume that you, people are dropping off security around the, the whole pad. 
Um, and he, you know, greets several people. The person next to him seems to be introducing, like, who's coming up. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, he's dressed much like in the movie, just very minimal kind of attire. Uh, but interestingly, it doesn't seem like it's not a downpour out here, but it's like a light kind of mistiness. So the ground's damp, the grass has dampness to it. Um, but interestingly, it seems like whatever he's wearing is creating a field over him in such a way that none of the mist is getting on his person. So it's almost like maybe some kind of a modified spinner engine or something creating a pulse mm. field above mm -hmm. him. Hmm. Normal. Um, yeah. You immediately regret bringing hard. <laughs> <laughs> they are doing their most like a good day <laughs> <laughs> to everyone. The people who work there, everyone that walks by, and in the in the drive over in the spinner, they've taken their normal makeup, which like. I don't think uh, security camera, like uh, face recognition software, uh, confusing makeup still works at all in this era. Mm. But the makeup that they wear, like, is kind of a throw to that. <laughs> um, just like that big graphic, uh, a little bit like geometric, purposely meant to be a little off-putting makeup. Um, they've now made it worse. <laughs> like Good. bigger and it's meant to look nicer but the whole appearance is very like a lot um and they are like fully almost bowing to some of these people of just like hello and not actually continue any conversation with them but they they fully like overly greeted the people at the drop-off place and overly greeted the people who were checking like people walking in for security, that kind of stuff. And they've just been, they have no idea how to behave here. <laughs> so, <laughs> first of all, when Gavin sees what you've done with your face, he will compliment Haru on, I didn't know you were that much of a uh, fashionista. Uh, big, bold patterns are very in right now. So I'm, I'm, I'm pleased that you are picking up on that. That's, uh, you know, I stole this look from someone that I saw at a club once, so probably. Good. And as you're doing your theatrics, Gavin is trying to stifle a laugh in a, like a, a, a well-intended laugh, not yeah. a laugh at you, but laugh yeah, yeah. with you moment. And that is why I wanted to bring you that right there. What? And they kind of like send off the next person that they've created. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just a sense of realism in this absolute mirage of reality. Yeah, none of these people live in reality. No. They look at all of this. And they point at the grass. They point at the concert hall, which is just the Disney concert hall. Yeah. <laughs> which is pretty wild looking in the first place. This is, I mean, you're from this world, right? More or less. Um, not born into it, but I've got my custom to do it. Oof. You do what you have to do to survive, right? That is why we're here. You're going to find that the people you meet up here are not that different from the people you meet down there. 
Just wearing different clothes. All right. Prove it. Let's go. All right. Keep your eyes peeled. And don't trust anything anybody says at all tonight. I don't in general. Good. And we'll go in. Sure. Um, going inside, uh, there's... They've set up... Uh, Sort of snack bar is the wrong term. It's like a canapé buffet mm. that you can graze past if you'd like. Um, and uh, you do see... Uh, this is also the first time any of you have laid eyes on the chief judge. Mm. Who is standing there with this... Stacy. Oh, I was like, what made a beep? I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> But then it didn't shut off immediately after the beep. And I was like... Um, but uh, standing there with, like, the best descriptor for it would be, like, uh, Irish shillelagh, but as a cane. Cool. Um, and is talking with several people. Wispy, white, kind of Bernie Sanders hair. Okay. Right? <laughs> Good. Um, but, like, a very sharp look. Mm -hmm. They are very keen observer of everything that's going around. Um, and, you know, the people that they're talking to seem to be, like, he's making some jokes and they're politely laughing. I don't know if they would have if he wasn't who he is. Um, but he's got a glass of some kind of amber liquid uh, in one hand and he's holding this cane in the other. Um, and he definitely looks like the oldest person in the world. Mm. Um, you're there a few minutes, so you have a little time to socialize if you want. Look around some more. Um, have a drink, have a snack. Uh, but then it'll be time to go into the actual concert. Okay. Uh, is there anything you wanted to do before the actual music starts? I think so. I think, well... I think Haru wants to, first of all, get a drink, um, but specifically keep an eye on and kind of take in the whole picture of Wallace. Sure. And kind of study the guards, the um, handler, for lack of a better term, like all of them. Um, and compare and contra contrast it to if there's any invisible security around the judge, if there's a invisibly placed social handler, that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, that's absolutely intelligence observations. Yeah. Look at me, rolling actual investigator stuff. For the record, Kestrel's smarter than Hogger. Two successes. Nice. Okay. Um... There is absolutely a screen of attendees around Wallace that are casually making conversation with each They're very good at it, mm -hmm. but they are definitely security people. Yeah. Um, and you only really pick that up because you caught one of them out of the corner of your eye that reaches down and manipulates a ring on a finger... And then brings their hand past their face and looks like they said something. 
Mm-hmm. So you just saw the move of somebody casually kind of going, mm-hmm. you know, there's talking with someone else, fiddles with the ring and brings the hand up and goes, oh, something. They're ununiformed uh, Secret Service. Got it. Yes. <laughs> but they're in black tie and they look like they yeah. fit in and they're being sociable with other people that look like people that have made their way up because even amongst a rarefied air of the crowd here, Wallace is kind of several stories up. Yeah. Still. So people want to talk. People, he doesn't socialize a lot. He doesn't go out very much. Um, but it's not unheard of for him to go and enjoy music. So this is a place that he has frequented. Um, around the judge, there are some less talented blending in security people. Um, also, it seems like there's less of them. Yeah. And they're not doing as much to screen people away. They're just eyes on. Yeah. They're definitely keeping track. And it looks like they're more looking for threats. Mm-hmm. Right? They're not trying to ward away the crowd because even being in the room, they've already passed several layers of security. They're just more looking for that bizarre thing. Like... Mm-hmm a bartender pulling out an Uzi and stuff like that. So they're keeping an eye on everything uh, more than specifically providing a social bubble. And Um, just for novelty's sake, do any of them fit our profile of our trench-coated person? Specifically the ones around the judge. Mm -hmm. Um, There are... I'd say there's probably four agents working around the judge... One of them is about the right height. The other three are all too tall. All right. Howdy points all of that out while bringing a... Uh... Uh, no, I'm sorry. One of them would be shorter. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Howdy points all of this out while sliding over with a very healthy, uh, just straight alcohol glass. <laughs> Whatever they could get their hands on. They're not picky. You know, the bar is open. You could have really gotten anything. Yeah. What is that you're drinking? Whiskey. What kind of whiskey? I don't know. I just asked for whiskey. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, well, you drink that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the bar. Is the judge near the bar? Like, where is the judge? Um, yeah, fairly near. Okay. I'm going to make my way to the bar, get a drink, and uh, see what I can find out. Maybe try to get some uh, alone, not alone time, but... Uh, Went on one time with the judge. Thought we were here together. I know who I came with. Uh-uh. I will... That awkward school dance. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I would uh, recommend, and they point out the short one. The okay. shorter the shorter one, and then the one that matches our person's description, just to be like, these. one of these two would probably be who you want to talk to. Yes, I, I think you're right. Uh... The one that is at the right height, does he seem to give off that kind of same, like, not menacing, but, like, imposing? A little bit. Not the, like, controlled kind of rage stance, but more like this is a fairly fit, well-put-together person that is working obvious security. Okay. Um... So not, not exactly the sort of same body language and not the same emotional take but maybe could do that. Okay. What is the judge drinking? 
like I said, something amber. Okay. Um, I will do my best guess and try to order a similar drink from sure. the bar. Sure. And then go and uh, approach the... Casually look to approach the judge, see if anybody in security stops me. If not, I'm going to keep going. No, if if you're not making any fast moves, they're pretty chill. Oh, very casual. Yeah. Um. Excuse me, sir. I couldn't help but notice your uh, cane from across the room. Is that real wood? Well, yes. Yes, I. The old family piece. It's absolutely stunning. I don't think I've ever, ever seen anything like it. Yeah, uh, 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 part of it's an old burl. From the uh, the farm where I grew up. Oh, and wh where was that? Well, that was in uh, Vermont. It's <laughs> going full for Sanders, aren't we? I love this. <laughs> I went in New England. Yeah, yeah that, that's you great. Have to do New Hampshire. That's, that's fine. really New funny. Fine. Um, fantastic. Uh, he just when he sits down for the music, it's the full. <laughs> he pulls the mittens out of his pocket. <laughs> Oh, um, well, it's wonderful to meet your acquaintance. Uh, I am Gavin Huxley. I'm working uh, with the LAPD on the unfortunate incident that happened with your associate judge. Oh, oh. I didn't realize the LAPD paid symphony salary. Well, I mean, you know, it's all who you know. Oh, well, indeed. Many things are. Many <laughs> things are. Um... I'd love to get a chance to chat with you maybe after the concert. Are you going to the after party? I mean, a man with your stat status obviously would be going to the after party. Why am I saying these things? Oh my god. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I certainly uh, wouldn't mind talking a little. Um, it all depends on uh, how I'm feeling after the performance. I, sometimes I get a little tired and decide to head home. Well, well in, in the off chance... You know, I, I do miss you at the after party. Um, could I perchance get some information just so I can call on you at some point, just so we can talk about the case and talk about, you know, the your relationship with, with the associate judge. Maybe I can get in contact with, and I gesture to the bodyguard who matches our description. Um, that fine gentleman? <laughs> well, I don't know if he'd be at all helpful with my schedule, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, is I I assume again uh, a man such as yourself would have a regular staff of yeah, people yes, working for them. Yeah, you could certainly contact my office. I'd, I'd be able to schedule in some time. That wouldn't be a problem. Great, great. But hopefully, I get to chat with you tonight. Well, I, I will certainly endeavor to remain awake. <laughs> well, Jesus. I've heard nothing but glowing reviews about this concert, so I'm sure it'll keep your attention completely. Oh yes, yes. These aren't at all always the same. <laughs> mm. But we all have to be places sometimes, don't we? Half of our job is being seen. Yes. Maybe someday I'll retire and then I won't have to be in. A man as young as you retiring? I won't believe it. You know, we used to be able to retire at 65 years old. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you after the concert. I made a huge mistake. Is that so? Yes, yeah. It was a different time. <laughs> and what has made you stay on? 
Well, I like to consider that I'm doing my part to try and keep that old flame of Earth alive. <laughs> well, here's some noble endeavors. <laughs> and I will raise a glass and take a drink. Perhaps, uh, perhaps someday uh, I could show you my fireflies. You keep fireflies. Well, I I have some. Yes, yeah. Real fireflies. Well, they are effectively real. I can see them. I can touch them. They don't bother me, but they provide a little ambiance at home sometimes. You know that would be great. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that more after the concert. Uh, I believe my date is looking for me. I apologize. Um, but Very good. enjoy the show and hopefully see you soon after. Well, enjoy, enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Roll connection stamina. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> you come back and how has been stuffing their face with all the food they can get their hands on. Oh, good. I'm glad you found the food. It'll help with the whiskey you found. You know, there's food. They just let me take it. Yeah. It's an open buffet. I know these things exist. I always wonder what the catch was. The catch is being in a room with these people. Everyone's been really nice to me. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they have been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I said, don't trust a single thing anybody says. I mean, I think even in that very moment, you see somebody on the far side of the room that's doing the Haru bow. Yeah. And like telling a story and the other people are like. Yeah. <laughs> like. Amazing. Well, I'm glad you're having a good time. I'm but fed. the food's delicious. I'm fed. I have this. And I'm going to be at a concert for the first time. What's not to like? Is there something mission related case related that i should be paying attention to besides i don't know casing all the wealthiest people in town that'll mostly come at the after party our victim was at the after party mm-hmm. and i'd like to maybe talk to some people that she also spoke with see if they can give us an idea of her mindset who she might have been talking to who she definitely wasn't talking to all right unfortunately we've got to get through the preamble and the concert before we can get to the sure the I after can... party I can do that. And they kind of like straighten up. And this is more like Officer Haru. Uh, and they kind of like straighten what is essentially like a flouncy blouse. Yes. <laughs> but like they do their button down shirt. <laughs> All right. We can do this. I'm sure we can. Uh, it might be harder after you finish that whiskey, but. I have this, and they pat their their the side of their coat, and not only can you probably hear the blaster that's probably in there unless someone took it away from them. Did you give your LAPD ID? Did we? Yeah, yeah I think we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they would have let you in. Okay. And, like, it's blaster and flask <laughs> right next to each other. That's what I appreciate you, Haru. You're always prepared. Yeah. Could be a party or a fight at any time. Especially among these people. But it won't be a fight you've ever seen before. I would probably be able to take most of them in a fight. Those aren't fun. (laughs) Says you. After you. (laughs) Sure. You head on into your seats. Okay. Um, The faces you're surrounded with in your seats are 
all just random folks. Okay. There's nobody in particular recognize. Um, in the special seating, there's like a block of ten seats around Wallace that are just empty. Yeah. Um, but other than that, you see the chief judge is sitting up there and a couple other, you know, fairly high-end people that you can kind of recognize from seeing articles and images and stuff. And that was the same area the judge, our judge was sitting yes. in? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that behind, that's, it's easy for you to see, see because it. it's on the other side of the orchestra. Right, 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 right. Um, from you. Um, so you can kind of keep tabs on them from where you're sitting. Um, why don't both of you do uh, intelligence observation from where you're sitting? Intelligence observation, okay. Uh, seven and eight. A nine. Okay. One. Um, you both do see that there is um, uh, Mason the prosecutor mm. and a bunch of other prosecutors that you know from work. Mm. Right? That have been at headquarters before and you kind of vaguely recognize them. But it seems like their whole office is seated off to the side. On the same side as you, not in the super fancy seats, but mm. over over there. There's a bunch of them all there. Uh, with a second success, you will also see that uh, our favorite, uh, Jel Shailar, is here. Ugh. Jeez. Um, sitting over in a seat. Um, and let's see, the last person that you see here... Um, you did go into his shop, so you would recognize uh, the Aurelian. I almost said the Aurelian. Oh my god. Uh, is here and sitting on the good side. Oh. oh. I mean, he had a really nice spinner. Yeah, he did. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and he's not in the front seats, but he's up at the back of that seating on that side. That you told you. I hate that guy. He's like, you still owe me for a butterfly. <laughs> you can see him like lock eyes across. <laughs> and he just goes. Hmm. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's really funny though. <laughs> um, the concert begins. Um, the maestro comes out. Uh, she's wearing something similar to what you saw in the footage you watched last time. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time it's almost reversed. Oh. So it's a very small shoulder width mm-hmm. and just massive, like, French Revolution era hips, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kind of. Very, like, early director pants, like the... It's the jod purse. Yeah. He's wearing yeah. jod purse. Yeah. Um, uh, but this time, uh, hair is just dyed sort of greenish mm-hmm. like it's sort of uh like ghostbusters slimer green mm-hmm. oh okay um would be the best color match i can think of quickly um and they come out and the first number starts uh and you can't place it right like i don't think either of you have 
have either of you spent a lot of time watching like pre-blackout media? No. Okay. Not specifically. Um, so through the night, it seems like the theme is like the work of Danny Elfman. Oh, okay. Mm, like nice. all of his like composing work, mm -hmm. not Oingo Boingo. Yeah. Right? So it is not a advanced party. It is not. Oh, not yet. Uh, I mean, who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> well, yeah, it could be. Um, but um, it comes to um, uh, another piece, and then it shifts off of Danny Elfman and into John Williams stuff. Okay. Mm. Uh, and they bring out the very tall gentleman that you saw in the footage from before. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Who sits down at what looks to be an actual grand piano. Um, not polycarbonate, not anything you've ever seen. Real Steinway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, just a full, <laughs> that, what is that? Like, 300 plus thousand dollar Yamaha. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those big boys. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, sits down at it, and, uh, physically looks a lot like, uh, Minute Bull, the basketball player. Mm -hmm. Just very tall, very long of limb uh, almost kind of folds up to sit down at this piano right but they begin and he starts off with like the jurassic park piano theme but the way he plays the piano his fingers are so long he's able he has this huge reach yeah so he's just fluidly playing this piano mm. um and um uh, it proceeds through all kinds of other pieces through the night. And you can actually see a couple of people across the way. Like the chief judge almost looks like he's moved, right? Like remembering some of this stuff that he saw when he was young, that kind of a thing. Um, and then there's a couple other faces over there that, look like they're excited, like, oh, I know this one. Everyone's, you know, a new piece starts, and they're like, oh, you know, and a little bit of a murmur of like, oh, this is, this is that kind of thing. Um, sitting where you are, you do see the sort of haunting reflection in Wallace's eyes, um, because he's wearing those special contacts. Mm. Um, but from a distance and from the angle you're sitting at, it's reflecting light. So it looks almost like, um, the replicant eye effect. Yeah. Wolf's eyes. Yeah. That, that, thing. that, mm -hmm. that retinal reflection, um, from here. And that kind of stands out from where you're sitting. Cause it's like the lights are dimmed, but the, the light shining up on him is causing this to come back out. So you don't see a lot of the people sitting back there, but you see these two bright eyes looking back at you from over there, which might be a little unsettling. Hunter um, gets very intense about it, actually, just like sitting there literally staring at the person that is credited theoretically with the modern renaissance of Replicant. Um, and you proceed through at intermission. Is there anything in particular you guys want to do? I don't think so. I think Haru just kind of sits there, just like, that was a lot. Uh, 
They've never experienced live music before, so they're a little bit like overwhelmed. Yeah. And like l- loud and resonant, you know, mm-hmm. not just the bass turned up kind of way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, second half of the performance, much like the first. Um, at the conclusion, um, everyone stands and applauds. People start filing out. The people in that back section mostly remain in place. Um, and then a couple of scattered people on the side that you're sitting at seem to be staying. Um, and um, the place kind of clears out. I think at that point we'd move into the after party. Mm-hmm. But I think we'll maybe start with that next time. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Seems like a good time. So... For those of you at home, thank you for watching. This has been episode nine of Burning Bright. Um, we will be back next week. Uh, I don't believe there's anything going on next week that we Should discussed. We so we'll be back next week, Tuesday, uh, just like normal uh, <laughs> uh, for episode 10. And we'll see where things are going. Because now there's some suspects firming up. Yeah. And some things happen. And we've reached the next part of my countdown. Oh, clock. oh God. Woo. Uh, so that's exciting, too. Um, <clears throat> uh, if you need to catch up on this show, you can find it at happyjacks.org slash burningbright. For all the other shows on the network in all kinds of systems over the years, uh, you can stop by happyjacks.org slash shows and see the other things that we participated in. Um... Thank you so much to James in the chat for being uh, such a great mod and keeping things safe and cordial um, while we do this live because chat can just be a hellscape without mm-hmm. someone keeping an eye on it. So I appreciate that. Uh, thank you also very much to the Patreon members that help support this channel. Um, I can't wait until we get to the end of this and we can do the special debrief episode just for those people on Patreon. That'll be fun. Um, because then I can tell you about the stuff that you managed to dodge. I can learn your secrets. Yes. You <laughs> Give them to me. Uh, that you don't know. Um, other than that, am I forgetting anything I'm supposed to say? I think that's that all good. Stuff. Okay. Uh, let's go around in reverse this time. Oh, let's go. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Sam, also known as uh, Red Pandroid on the internet. So that's where you can find me. I have been Kestrel, your friendly neighborhood plasma cutter enthusiast for this episode. <laughs> um, other than being here on this show, there's not much going on news wise, except shout out to Fenris. He turned 13 this week. Happy birthday, Um, So if you want to see pictures of my real cute dog, you can follow me on the internet. It's adorable. He's a good boy. He's yeah. a goodest. Um, hi, everybody. I'm Kai. I have been Haru. Uh, you can find me all over the place as Estelle of Enladris. Um, we just released the... Uh, well, we we aired the finale for the first arc of Transplanter RPG, the Chaos Protocol, which just means that is the end of our first of eight arcs. Um, we aired it on Saturday. You can check it out on VOD on Twitch now. There's also podcast versions that are coming out. Uh, one dropped today. The other half will drop on Thursday. Um, and then uh, you can find me 
doing a lot of that, but now is a good time to catch up on uh, Transplanter of the Chaos Protocol, where I think I told the saddest story I've ever told in Tabletop on Saturday. So, Holy crap. yeah, it was brutal, but it's it's a good listen. I really enjoyed it. I'm very happy with the, uh, the beginning of the story, because that was only the prologue, essentially, to what is to come. So um, go ahead and check out uh, at Transplanter RPG for the other big thing I'm working on, and there's some other stuff in the works, but not much to talk about yet. Really? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always happy to hear, hear what's going on. Um, my name is Cousteau. I've been Fior Ritari. Um, not conflicted, super simple, salt <laughs> of the earth. <laughs> Veteran city speaker for LAPD. And uh, you can find my alt ego, Cousteau McGee. <laughs> where does Fior end and I begin? I don't know. Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> That's rough, buddy. <laughs> do humans dream replicant sheep? I, when they get sleep, sometimes they do. Um, you can hear me talking about game design or new RPGs like the Adventure Time Kickstarter. I'm so happy about that. Please support it because that game needs to happen. Um, and you can also chime, listen in to my musings about um, representation for disability access, people of color. Um, again, that's me, Custo McGee on Instagram, the Twitter, uh, other social media. Thank you for tuning in. Hey everybody, I am Joey. I have been Gavin Huxley, the regular human fixer. Um, you can find me on all the social media platforms as Feywild, F-E-Y-W-I-L-D-E, or Feywild85, same thing, was an 85 at the end. Uh, I am not doing a lot right now because it is caroling season, which means Santa owns my soul. Uh, I've already had one gig this year, already. It's not even Thanksgiving yet. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. It's a lot. Cursed. Okay, Mariah, calm down. Right, thank you, thank that's, you. That's it. I am, exactly. I am the harbinger, of Mariah Carey. Oh God! <laughs> I am the silver surfer to her Galactus. Krampus ah! us. So that's what I got going on. I'll see you all in January. Curse that you ever said. Oh my God! Just looming over the earth. <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But she doesn't like, want a lot for Christmas. <laughs> just a, that scribble outline. <laughs> you know, just just bulk block. It's time. <laughs> oh God. Uh, between apparently Joey and the little girl from Poltergeist, <laughs> the two uh. creepiest entries. Uh, all right. Um, thanks again, everybody. We'll see you next week. Uh, I will see you next Monday if you tune in on my channel. Uh, you can find me at CA Sith Lord on uh, Twitch, where I have been doing Dave the Diver. I've been having people come in and hang out, which is great, because there's nothing worse than trying to be a face on a camera playing a game and not having anybody to bounce off of. Uh, just sitting there, stream of consciousness to yourself as you do it. That's not... Ugh, that's tough. Uh, but I'll I tell you what... That game never stops surprising me. That's crazy. I have uncovered a seahorse racing mini game that you can collect seahorses and race them with the merfolk in their village. 
uh, I have uncovered the fact that now we've started a farm so we can have fresh and better rice available for sushi. Uh, we... I have so many questions about this game now. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, it just, it never stops being just wild. There was an old lady of the sea that paddled out on a Tom Sawyer raft <laughs> to, to tell me that her husband 30 years ago had been killed by a great white shark uh, and that I needed to help her find the shark um, in the ocean. All right. Uh, so she's, like, got a crazy revenge plot against a shark going on. Like, for her. There's so many things. Uh, and now I even had... A dream sequence that was like Dance Dance Revolution, where like one of the side characters who was like an anime fan had a dream that he was at like an anime idol concert and I had to make him wave his like glow sticks in time with the music. What? That all happened and that unlocked on my digital fake phone in the game. Now I can play an endless runner with the anime idol girl. Just I. How long have you been playing this game at this point? Because it's been months. Yeah, I think I'm like 14 episodes in, like weekly ish. Jeez. Oh. Uh, and it doesn't seem like we're coming to an end. It doesn't just. Like the house of thing. leaves of yeah. games, right? Yeah. I was yeah. going. talking about my <laughs> screen time on Baldur's Gate, but damn. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I do I'm only play like an hour, hour and a half a week. Get on it, Dave um, the Diver. But I'll tell you what, it's it's. Constantly surprising me with things that crop up. And now, they're like, all these random people come paddling out to meet me on my boat right before I die. <laughs> like, there's a guy that came out in, like, one of those kitty pedal boats that sure. looked like a carnival thing who looked like a real rough-around-the-edges ash from Pokemon. Okay. Oh. Like, grown up to be 45 years old and kind of weird. So, actual age ash. Yeah. yeah. He got that just getting out of the surf with yeah. that thing. But uh, who then is like, hey, there's a collectible minigame where if you catch fish, you get a collectible card. And oh, my God. Told me all about, essentially, Pokemon, Pokemon collecting in all the game. fish in the sea. Wow. And, like, there's another dude that's, like, a photographer <laughs> that came out on his boat to tell me about, if you take pictures of rare fish, I'll give you some money. That's Pokemon Snap. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, <laughs> like, an archaeologist that put me on the path to meeting all these merfolk, and now I'm doing, like, little quests for the merfolk to gain their trust. What the hell? Uh, like, it's so much... I had to fight a Mega Mouse shark for some mer kids that lost their ball. <laughs> I had to... Like, like you do. Just, just all, yeah, it's a it's a madhouse. It's a madhouse of things, including the best sushi chef I've ever seen anywhere, real life or not. Uh, yeah. And I've rambled on way too much about oh, that. So I'm, have I'm a good night, everybody. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. This show is a product of the Happy Jacks RPG Network. Visit happyjacks.org for more information and to find all our streams and podcasts.